Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen Hunter, and I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is episode 31, and I know, I know, I know you probably got a couple questions, and I'm gonna answer those questions. Uh, first off, I want to shout out to all the people that's still here. Um, for people that don't, well, you kind of have to know. I've been gone for like a month, a little over a month actually. But uh, yeah, man. I want to thank for the thank you for the people that's still rocking with me. Uh, shouts out to the Black History Month people. Shouts out to all the birthdays in February. Shouts out to all the belated birthdays in January. Um, again, I want to thank y'all for rocking with me. So, so like I said, I know you got a couple questions. Question number one, Jalen, where the hell you been? Uh, for again, people that don't know, I haven't dropped a podcast since what, December twenty seventh. And uh, I'll just get myself together, man. I was, you know, I, I had to get myself together. It took a month. I didn't forget y'all, uh, but I had to. I had to do some things. I had to, you know, center myself. I guess you can say in a, in a spiritual aspect. I guess I don't know. But I'm back uh, again. You can start expecting episodes every week again, every Monday. Another question uh, you're probably hearing for all my YouTube viewers is, Yo, Jay, where's the visuals? Let me tell you about that. <laughs> so, last night, I got an email. Actually, I got a call, but I didn't answer. So, I got an email stating that the podcast studio that I usually um, I usually shoot in is going through renovations. And it won't be ready until the first week of March. Uh, so, until I find something else, or until the podcast zone is open... I will be doing just just uh, audio again. I hope that doesn't deter people. I want to thank people that's rocking with me. Uh, I got a lot of big things coming up, man. I really do with the podcast, and it took a month for me to figure that out. But we are back, and and you're probably asking, "Damn, Jay, you missed a lot of stuff." We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But first, let's talk about that trash ass Super Bowl last night, man. Look. Shouts out to the Patriots. You know, Tom Brady, that's his sixth Super Bowl in nine tries. The Patriots dynasty continues. Uh, the Rams look <laughs> the Rams look like they didn't even belong on the field. Jared Goff looked scared. I think Todd Gurley was uh, he was at home chilling because I didn't see him on the field. Shouts out to Julian Elliman for winning the the Super Bowl MVP. And 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 a quick thing about Julian, because there was a whole there was a bunch of talks and speculations. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Fame worthy player? To answer that, you have to really look at not only where Julian Edelman came from, but what Julian Edelman has done in the league. You know? Julian Edelman with Tom Brady statistically is one of the top wide receivers in the league. Now, do I put him top five? Hell no. Top 10? Maybe. But that's because of Tom Brady. You see, there's a lot of players that's in the league, I mean, in the Hall of Fame, that in their Hall of Fame speech, they attribute their Hall of Fame to another player, you know, without so-and-so. Scotty even said it. Without Jordan, I don't know if I'd be here. Of course, that's basketball, but still. Julian Edelman 
last night had like 10 catches for 141 yards in the Super Bowl. I think becoming like the all-time wide receiver leader in like, you know, receptions and yards in the Super Bowl. Look, if Julian Edelman played for any other team, we wouldn't think about this dude. Like we, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be important. He's small. He's like five nine, five ten. Yeah, he's shifty, but the man came into the league. He was a he was a quarterback. <laughs> he was a quarterback in college. But playing with Tom Brady, man, that that does a lot for a legacy. And am I saying Julian Edelman sucks? No. Hell, Julian Edelman just won the Super Bowl MVP. And yes, to answer the original question, I think Julian Edelman is an MVP, but that has a lot to do with Tom Brady. A lot to do with it. I think if he played with, if he played with Ryan, Ryan Tannehill his whole career, we wouldn't even know who Julian Edelman was. But because you're playing with the great Tom Brady, hey, man. Hell, Tom Brady might have made Wes Welker a, a Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame candidate. It's concussions, Wes. But, again, I'm not a Patriots fan at all. I still think the Saints should have been in their Super Bowl. But uh, shouts out to Tom Brady and – for winning his sixth Super Bowl, which is more than 30 teams have Super Bowl appearances. He has more wins. And and, and just shouts out, man. Shouts out to the Patriots. Shouts out to the Patriots. And Tom Brady is the GOAT. Is he the most athletic, athletically gifted player? No. Hell no. He can't run. He doesn't have a cannon of an arm. He's not elusive, like, at all. If you hit him, you hit him. But Tom Brady is one of the most situational elite quarterbacks of all time. You know, he is probably the most situational elite quarterbacks of all time. He's clutch, man. He's, he's, when, it's crazy. The last, the last two games, the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, there were moments when it looked like, ah, they about to lose. You know, when Kansas City uh, scored the last, last, uh, last touchdown in the, you know, with the fourth quarter, and it looked like they were about to win because Patrick Mahomes finally woke up after the first half. There was, a, there was really no, and it's crazy, there was no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady and the Patriots are going to pull off a, a win. And even last night, that was the ugliest game I've ever seen in my life. This is one of the first times, actually, as a sports as a sports commentator, as a you know sports podcast dude, I, I, I've watched sports my whole life. This is the first time in my entire life that I was generally more interested in the commercials than I was the game. And that is that did, I didn't feel that way going in, but after the first quarter I'm like, yeah, let's let's get these commercials out the way. Let's just let's just get ready for the commercials. 
And that doesn't that's not taken away from the two teams. Yeah, it was a trash Super Bowl, but you know, it, they both were the last two teams standing. Again, do I think that the Saints should have been there? Yes, but that isn't what happened. But to say that Tom Brady, like there's really nobody. Now, of course, you can put maybe like Joe Montana or maybe Terry Bradshaw. But there is no other quarterback I can think. Like if they're, if, okay, so two minutes left. We're down to touchdown. Who would I want on the field? My pick 10 times out of 10, my number one pick 10 times out of 10 will be Tom Brady. Tom Brady has the same amount of ring. Tom Brady has the same amount of rings as Michael Jordan. Was the which many people consider the NBA GOAT. He has the same amount of rings. In fact, I think there was a stat that Tom Brady has more rings than I think 10 teams has Super Bowl appearances in the league. Hell, there's some teams that's never even been to the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady alone, like Jacksonville Jaguars, they've never been to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has six wins, nine visits. <laughs> and, and this ain't about to be no, you know, glorified Tom Brady situation. This ain't about to be, this whole podcast is not about to be a, Gloat and not gloat. Uh, it's not about to be a praise the Patriots. I'm just, I'm just. This is a sports podcast, and I, I have to, sh- I have to talk about it. The Patriots did, and I think, and and the, I guess, last part I'll say about this is, it's crazy how, what, f- let's say, six weeks, how how six weeks can change your mind. Six weeks ago, and I was one one person that thought this too, that there was no way the Patriots would even make it to the Super Bowl. Kansas City was on a roll. Patrick Mahomes, who won the Offensive Player of the Year and the NFL MVP this year, was on a tear. Drew Brees and the Patriots, I mean, Drew Brees and the Saints were on a tear. LA Rams had all the big names. And what did the Patriots have? Patriots had a great slot receiver and Julian Edelman. They just lost their number one deep threat, which was Josh Gordon, to some off-the-field substance abuse issues. Gronk looked terrible. Gronk, Gronk looked old. He looked slow. He looked beat up. He looked, he looked ragged. And Tom Brady wasn't looking like Tom Brady of old. So... Six weeks, six weeks ago, there was no way you could have told me that the Patriots not only would make it to the Super Bowl, but they'd win it. I would have been like, yeah, bro, are we talking about this year's Patriots? Because <laughs> I thought there was no way. I thought they could beat the Chargers. I thought they could beat the Chargers. I thought they could beat the Ravens if the Ravens would have won. But I didn't think there was any way they would beat the high-powered uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I definitely didn't think if they would have made it that far, they could beat the defensive juggernaut that is, well, I'm not even going to say defensive juggernaut, uh, Andrew Luck and the Colts. 
they, they might have beat them. Uh, I might be sizing that one, but you know. But they did. They, <laughs> and it's funny. Out of all the turmoil that the Patriots went through this year, they still finished second in the AFC. And that's with a Chargers team that had a uh, rookie of the year finalist, well, defensive rookie of the year finalist in Derwin James. Shouts out to Darius Leonard uh, for actually winning it. HBCU, actually, South Carolina State's not HBCU. Is it HBCU? It might be. But shouts out to South Carolina State uh, graduate or alum. There went uh, Darius Leonard. I say that because I actually went to the college in South Carolina. So I actually went to college about uh, 45, 50 minutes away from South Carolina State. So I think that is an HBCU, though. I believe so. But shouts out to him. But like I said, you had a runner-up in Derwin James. You had Joey Bosa, who was playing out of his mind. And you had... Phillip Rivers, who who looked as poised to win then as anybody. But they beat them. Like I said, the, the Patriots beat Kansas City, who had Patrick Mahomes. That's all I really need to say. He's a, he, he won the MVP. And that's crazy. Now I think about it. The MVP of the league. Was playing in the Pro Bowl, man, and not in the Super Bowl. But Tom Brady—I don't remember the last time I've seen Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I mean, in the Pro Bowl. Now think about it. <sighs> shouts out to them, man. Shouts, just shouts out. I, I can't really go much further. I mean, at that point, at this point, <laughs> shouts out to the Patriots. They won an ugly game. Julian Edelman had the greatest line of all time last night. I rather win a, I rather uh, be in an ugly game and win, than lose a pretty game. Shouts or something like that. Shouts out to Julian Edelman. So, again, shouts out to, shouts out to uh, the Patriots. And the biggest thing we'll talk about in the NBA. Uh, we're going to switch over now, of course, to the NBA. Again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. It's Anthony Davis. Let me let me talk. Let me let me just give you my thoughts on Anthony Davis right now and, and this whole trade request. And I talked about this on a podcast. I was a guest on a friend of mine's podcast the other night, and we talked about this, but we knew this was coming. And let me let me just paint the picture of how we knew this was coming. There's no reason to drop your agent to pick up Clutch Sports, you know, that agency who also has LeBron James if you didn't want out of New Orleans because your agent got you, your your current, like the, the former agent got you to New Orleans. So what do you, there's no reason to drop him and get LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, if you weren't trying to get out of New Orleans. So that's one. Two. When the information came out, 
or when the trade request came out, which was seven days before the trade or yeah, seven days before the trade deadline, which is February 3rd this year. So actually not February 3rd, which is seven days before <laughs> the trade deadline or a week or week, week and a half before the trade deadline. Why did you do this? Because Rich Paul isn't stupid. He knows that as of right now, the only team that not only Anthony Davis would want to go to, but has the best assets right now are the Lakers. Now, who has the best assets overall? I would say the Celtics because they have like an ass load of draft picks and they have some very solid young pieces as in Terry Rozier or Jalen Brown or if they really want to get uh, bold with it, they can put in Jason Tatum. But the reason why the request came out a week, a week and a half before the trade deadline is because the Rose, the, the Rose rule, which is you can't sign, you can't trade for a max player and then sign another max player that same year without giving the previous max player another contract which means they can't even they can't even they can't trade for Anthony Davis until they either a trade Kyrie Irving or b give Kyrie Irving another contract which they can't do until the end of the season which brings back to why you would do this or why this information will come out a week and a half before the trade deadline because you want to give the Lakers a a, a, a running start pretty much we all know what the, what the Lakers would probably need to give up they'd probably need to give up Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, maybe Josh Hart, and like a draft pick. But actually, the the Pelicans are asking for two draft picks, two first round draft picks now. That pretty much <laughs> guts all future talent of the Lakers. Now, of course, you have LeBron James for three, maybe four-plus years. And you pair him with Anthony Davis. I'll do that in a second. Man, forget them youth. (laughs) Lonzo and Brandon Ingram haven't improved like we thought. It'll be hard cutting from Kyle Kuzma, but you still have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But that shows you... this coming out, giving the Lakers a head start, shows you that he he wants to go to the Lakers and nobody else. In fact, it has come out that his focus is the Lakers, not even Boston. In fact, his dad even came out and said he wouldn't even want his son playing for Boston because how they treated Isaiah Thomas, which makes sense. But you do this, and this gives not only – okay, so – this kind of is like a 
It's like a gift and a curse for New, New Orleans. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's like a gift and a curse, and I'll tell you why. The curse, of course, your best player is about to leave. This is probably Kevin Garnett altering history. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Kevin Garnett left the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves were good. The Timberwolves went from a perennial playoff team. Hell, they even made it. I believe they made it to the Western Conference Finals one time with Kevin Garnett. You go from that to being one of the worst teams in the NBA, getting Kevin Love, and still being one of the worst teams. <laughs> and, and don't and that's not a shot to Kevin Love. Kevin Love is a great player. It's just Timberwolves as an organization is trash. You miss out on Curry to get Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rupio, who one player. I don't even know where the hell Johnny Flynn's at. And Ricky Rubio is in Utah on the trading block. So he might be gone by trade deadline. But, again, not only will New Orleans be losing a top five player in Anthony Davis and arguably a top ten, a top ten power forward of all time, when it's all said and done. But they have they have the ultimate I'm not gonna say the ultimate leverage because Anthony Davis still controls where the hell he wants to go at the end of the day. But you they don't have to trade him by trade deadline. Cause whoever the Lakers want to trade for, like whoever the Lakers want to give to get Anthony Davis will still be there by the end of the year. And, you know, once July 1st comes and we'll see where Kevin Durant goes if he if he leaves. We'll see where Kurt, I mean, Kyrie Irving goes if he leaves. We'll see where some of the big free agents go. Then the New Orleans can look back and say, all right, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to calls. Now I'm going to feel it. Let's see what we can do. There was a there was just a alert that came out and said Anthony Davis has given the pe- uh the Pelicans a list of teams that he's willing to willing to play for or when he gets traded to. And the Celtics weren't on it. <sighs> that and, and I think and I think that doesn't all right, so that does to me that says more about Kyrie Irving than anything. That Anthony Davis doesn't want to go to the Celtics. Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving are great friends. And there have also been, you know, reports and speculations that Kyrie Irving has not uh, has not shot down saying that Kyrie Irving might not stay with Boston. So why would you not want to go play with a great with one of your best friends in Kyrie? If he's not going to be there, you know. So I think Anthony Davis not being not not including the Celtics has a little bit to do with, of course, his father and what happened to uh, Isaiah Thomas. But also is letting us know that Kyrie might not be there. Kyrie might not be there. Kyrie might be taking his talents, you know, four hours away from Boston and New York. Hell, they got two teams that have max max slots. So this is just fascinating, man. This now, do I think this can be reconciled in, you know, the New Orleans? 
he can he can sign the supermax for the New Orleans. Nope. Nope. This is this is this is, to me this is gonna get a lot uglier by the end of this than anything. Hell, there was a report that the Pelican the Pelicans weren't even answering the Lakers phone call. Now, of course, since then the reports have come out and say, Alright, we, we answered the phone, but they weren't even answering the Lakers call. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis about to end up in freaking uh in freaking Charlotte or something. Golly. But it's I think I think you'll end up with the Lakers, not this year. But probably the the hmm, this in the summer, in the summer. Maybe next year cuz you know the Pelicans could could uh he's still under contract until next year. Like the end of next year. So they you know the Pelicans could hold out as long as they want. And of course, see where the free agent market goes, because you know, we'll we'll see. But that's Anthony Davis, man. Anthony Davis will not be to me, will not be a Pelican by this time next year. And that's just me. Do I think he'll be a Laker? Yes, I think. What what I really think will happen is that the Pelicans will trade him to a team, kind of like what. You know, the Spurs did with Kawhi Leonard or what Indiana did to Paul George, trade him to a team that he didn't ask to be traded to. But the difference between Anthony Davis and someone like Paul George and maybe Kawhi Leonard is I think Anthony Davis is gone. When you're getting represented by Rich Paul and you pretty much have LeBron James around speed dial, no, there's no way you can be like, well, well, I kind of like it here in, uh, in Chicago. I think I'm gonna just stay here, man. No, I don't. I don't see that. He's gonna be in the Lakers. He's going to the Lakers. Now, I don't think that the the if he does get drafted to a team like that, they'll have any incentive to trade him, or they could flip him. They could flip him. He can get traded to I don't know. Get traded to the Suns, and then they'll turn around and flip him for a great piece. I don't know. I just know that. I believe Anthony Davis's days in New Orleans is done. I don't even think he's going to play for them anymore. Right now, he's out with a air quotes injury. But even when he gets right, I don't think he'll play for them anymore. Now, of course, Scottie Pippen thinks he'll play after the All-Star, but I don't think so. Once you come out and say, yo, I ain't trying to be here no more, like, there's, I'm not about to play. That's just me. That's just, it's not like a spiteful thing. Is I don't want you to get injured for my, for my team's sake. I want to get the best offer for you, and that can't happen. Lord forbid you turn around and tear an ACL. So that's just me. But let's uh, let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Un popular opinions to utter such blasphemy he's got the nerve the audacity the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense just blasphemy welcome back welcome back again i want to welcome you to yet another episode of the unpopular podcast it's your boy jamie yes 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 i know i've been gone for a brick but i promise you i won't leave you again 
I'm not gonna leave again. All right, that, like I, I said, that's it is what it is. But this is the Improper Podcast, like I said, and a couple. Uh, when I first started this, I asked people. I, I opened my DMs. I opened my email over my phone. Two questions, and it's crazy. Like during the the between episode one and thirty. I might have got about maybe seven or eight questions, right? But on this break, I got like at least 30 to 35 questions. So, shouts out to everybody that asked me a question. Shout out to everybody that sent me a question, DM me a question, text me a question, email me a question. Shouts out to y'all. I got about, like I said, 30, 35 questions. Sports related. Some were not sports related. Uh, but, you know, shouts out to y'all. So what I thought I'd do, since this is my first time back, and we're going to get back in the swing of things, I'm going to answer some of these. Am I going to answer all 35? Hell to the no. That's just just not about to happen. But I'm going to answer some of these questions. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to connect with my fans. <laughs> all, all nine of y'all. So, again, thank, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for sending me the questions, and, and I'll, uh, I'll answer them. So, question number one. Is what are your favorite athletes of all time? I took that question as what are your favorite athletes for all different sports? So I'm gonna answer them. My favorite athlete, and I and when I say athlete, well when I when I hear athlete, I'm gonna just say my favorite player. Like I'm not gonna say my the best athlete. I'm gonna just say who my favorite player was in every sport. Basketball. Um Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is the reason why I started I fell in love with basketball. I said that in like a, a past podcast, but you know, I just answered here, I guess. Uh, again, Allen Iverson for f- football, basketball, football as in NFL. Calvin Johnson, Megatron. I love man. I love me some Calvin Johnson, and like Calvin was to me. Not only is he to me a first ballot Hall of Famer, but Calvin Johnson was a top ten wide receiver of all time, maybe top five. Maybe top five. Calvin was physically gifted. Calvin was tall as hell. It just sucks that he played for a trash franchise like Detroit and couldn't win him nothing. Because he was the best thing in Detroit. Leaps him. I'm pretty sure he can go to anywhere in Detroit right now and get whatever he wants free. That That's, that's Calvin. Megatron was that dude, man. Megatron was that dude. Uh, baseball, I don't know, I don't really have a, maybe Bryce Harper, but I think that's because I only, that's the only, <laughs> only baseball player I really know, like, I'm not going to go back in the day like Jackie Robinson or something, because I never even seen him play, but, shouts out to him, his birthday came up a few days ago, so, happy belated birthday, um, my favorite college basketball player, Um, I might have to go with Ty Lawson, man. And I and of course, and people that don't know, I'm a diehard North Carolina Tar Heel fan, basketball North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Uh, most of my dad's side of the family is from North Carolina, so I was either going like them, NC State or Duke, and I hate NC State and I double hate Duke. 
So, <laughs> speaking of NC State, you saw them bums ranked in the top 25. Only scored like 25 points the other day. <laughs> oh, and then their women's team turned right around and lost to, lost like a few nights later to North Carolina, by the way. I think they were the only undefeated, the women's team, were the only undefeated like team left in college basketball, and they lost to North Carolina. <laughs> NC State sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, I might have to say Ty Lawson, man. I watched Ty Lawson. Uh, and I, you know, Ty Lawson's a monster, bro. Was a monster in college. Now, Ty Lawson took us to uh, took us to the national championship. Him along with uh, Tyler, uh, Psycho T, Tyler Hansbrough, and we beat Draymond Green in uh, Michigan State. So Ty Lawson might be my favorite college college uh, player. You know what? Yeah, probably Ty Lawson. Well, you know, I'm going to say this. He's my favorite North Carolina player that I watch. Now, he's not the best. Of course, you have Jordan and all them, but he, he might be my favorite North Carolina player. I watched, but my favorite college college player that I've ever seen might have to be Kevin Durant. Not only is Kevin Durant from the city that I'm from, Kevin Durant was uh, um was probably Texas's best player ever, and Texas had uh Lamarcus Aldridge. DJ Augustine, who were all great players in college. Now, of course, Lamarcus was great in, in NBA, but Kevin Durant was on another level in college. In fact, he's in the conversation as one of the best college players ever. No, he didn't win the national championship, but he was a monster. So, yeah, Kevin Durant, I'm, I'm going to change that. Kevin Durant is my favorite college basketball athlete ever, college football athlete ever. And it's, 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 it hate, I hate to say this because they beat us in the national championship. But Cam Newton, oh my God, Cam Newton was on another level in, at Auburn. Now, when I say us, I'm a big Oregon fan in college football. I think I only liked them because the jerseys, maybe, <laughs> and the shoes. Their Jordans are on another level. But yeah, I love Cam Newton. Cam Newton was crazy in, in college. Uh, Messi for soccer. Messi's the goat. Um. And that's probably it. That's probably it for favorite athletes. I don't really have anything else. So, <laughs> uh, question number two. Oh, thanks for, and again. Thanks for everybody. I don't know. I don't really have permit. I don't know if I have permission to say all their names. I don't even think. I don't know if they want me to. So I didn't ask them. So I don't really. I'm not gonna say their names. But thanks for all the questions. Of course. Uh, question number two. Do you think Kevin Rand is leaving? And if so, where will he go? Kevin Durant is leaving Golden State. Do I think they'll he'll leave next year or this year, like after this year? I don't think so. I think he has one more year left in, in Golden State. I think they're going to give Clay the max. I think they're going to give him the max. And he might sign another one-on-one one because I think he wants – not only does he want to win more championships than LeBron James, he wants to be one of the first players ever – one of like I think the last player that ever won four straight or four in a row was the Boston like nineteen sixty something Boston Celtics days, but Bill Russell and all them. 
So he wants to be one of the one of the players to win four straight again, and that's just another thing or another tally you can put on his all-time greatness mark. I said this in the second, I believe, no, I was thinking if it was the first podcast I did when I said Kevin Durant's the second best power forward, of, I mean, uh, small forward of all time, and that just that's just another wrinkle to his game. Like, that's just another wrinkle to his to his greatness. And I think he knows this, man. I think, you know, he hears all the noise and everything. Again, I think he will end up in Golden State for another year. And once he leaves, I don't know. I don't know because I would say New York. But I think New York is going to – if he doesn't go to New York this year, they're going to they're gonna spend their cap money on somebody else. And, and let's talk about New York real quick. New York trades Christoph Porzingis. People, you know, people know about that because they're going to try to get. They think they're pretty much, they pretty much know they're going to get two max players, and the max players that everybody is talking about that they're going to get is Kawhi. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And here's the thing: with you trading KP, you really bank, you're really throwing the like banking your life that you get in Kyrie and Kevin. But what if you don't? Like, what if Kyrie doesn't go to you, Kevin doesn't go to you, Anthony Davis doesn't get traded to you? Like, the 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 worst case scenario is they mess around and get, like, Tobias Harris on a max contract. And I'm nothing against Tobias Harris. He's a great player. He's the Clippers' best player. But you might you might get Tobias Harris and <laughs> and Demarcus Cousins on a on a max on two max deals after you thought you were gonna get Kyrie and Kevin. That like you're banking a lot on two players that they could have like maybe behind closed doors wink wink said they're coming to you. But let's look at the track record here. Kevin Durant. No, nobody thought he was going to Golden State after losing to them in the Western Conference Finals. And Kyrie Irving came out at the beginning of the season and said, "Hey, yo, I'm trying to be here for, I'm trying to be a Celtic for life. I want to hang my jersey in the Raptors." It was a commercial with him and his dad playing one on one, and his jersey was hanging up in the Raptors. And then what? Two days ago, he said, "Yo, I don't owe, <laughs> I don't owe anybody anything." He said a little a little darker than that, but uh, you know, I don't owe anybody anything. And ask me July first what I'm going to do. You're asking. You're you're really banking your history and banking your future. Your history. <laughs> you're really banking your future on two flaky players. Yes, they're all great all time players, but again, what if what if they what if y'all don't get them? Now, of course, the best case scenario is that New York does get. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think that's a possibility, but what if you don't? So you you know that's. I don't, I don't know where he'll go. I think he'll try to find. He'll try to end up in uh New York, but I don't know. Thanks for the question, by the way. Uh, what were your feelings on the national championship? Uh, the national cha- it's crazy. The national championship was so long ago. <laughs> national championship was like a month ago. Um. I mean, Clemson did his thing. Do I think Alabama's dynasty's done? No. It's just, you know, they just lost. <laughs> and badly, too. 
I think it was really messed up what the president did, you know. Giving them dudes McDonald's and Burger King, I think they, they deserve a little more than that, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, shouts out to Clemson for winning the national championship. They deserved it. They beat the hell out of uh they beat the hell out of Alabama. So you know, they played good. Thanks for the question. Uh what do you think sh- do you think Washington should trade John Wall or Bradley Bill? Uh, all right. <laughs> so as people know, I'm a I'm from the DMV, born and raised. I'm here right now in Maryland. And I'm a huge, you know, I'm a homer. So I like the Wizards. I like Washington Redskins, the Capitals, Nationals, you know, so on and so forth. And the Washington Mystics. Nobody really ever gives them a shout out. I love the Washington Mystics too. But do I think, first of all, I don't think they can trade John Wall. Because that, that contract he has is hefty to say the least. No, nobody want to touch that contract. And Bradley Bill right now is our best player. Even in and until John Wall gets himself right or gets himself what he used to be, Bradley Bill is our best player right now. As is, is unarguable. The player that needs to go to me is Otto Porter. Not only is this man making max money off the bench. He has been, he hasn't been nothing that he, he's been, he had to me, the only thing that he improved was his three-point shooting, which actually has gone down this year after he got the max. It's not like, it's not like he's, he's on Curry level when it comes to three-point shooting. He had one year where he was like top five percentage in three-point shooting. Now he's a max dude off the bench. And and what really irritated me was when Ernie Grunfeld came out and said, or this man came out and said, uh, Washington's not trading John Wall, Bradley Bill, or Otto Porter. I said, then what trades are you gonna make, bro? Do I think do I think they should trade John Wall, Bradley Bill? No, because they're our best players, and I still think they have to do a better job getting pieces around them. But. We, I do, I do agree that I do think that Washington needs a trade. Uh, we need to trade somebody. So, Otto Porter. <laughs> um, where do you think Anthony Davis will go? I mean, I, I said that I think he'll end up on the Lakers one way or another. I don't know if it's going to be this season, uh, this off season, or next season, or the season after. But he will end up in the Lakers. Uh, what is your favorite? childhood what is your sports childhood favorite sports childhood moment um my favorite sports childhood moment uh bro when i'm uh hmm. i don't know oh when i saw when i saw uh michael jordan play live now yeah it was bulls michael jordan i mean uh wizards michael jordan but I saw Michael Jordan play live, and Michael it was against the Hawks. And Michael Jordan, I think he was like forty something at the forty or forty one at the time, and he dropped like forty points. Jordan was hooping that night, and I'm like, yo, I'm really watching Michael Jordan. 
So, yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite childhood moment seeing Jordan play. Uh, what are your thoughts on the All Star selections? I think everybody that got selected should have been selected, except for Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, I don't think he's having a terrible season. I don't think uh, Marcus Aldridge is still a great player to me. But this is still sort of a night for the or weekend for the fans, and while Demarcus, I mean Lamarcus Aldridge is deserving, I think for the fans, a lot of people are are up in arms that Luca didn't make it, and it sucks that the only way he'll make it is if somebody gets injured, and that's that sucks. First of all, I don't wish injury on any, on anybody, and. That shouldn't be the case, but I think for the fans, Luca should have made it. And everybody in the East that made it should have made it, if you ask me. No, I don't think Jimmy Butler should have made it. He he got traded midseason. He kind of got Tom Thibodeau fired, and I'm not saying he's not a great player. Of course, of course, he's probably um, top three shooting guards in the East right now, but I, th- I think, no, I don't think he should have made it this year. I'm really excited, and I'm really happy that they got deloading, right, uh, D'Angelo Russell. I- I'm not a big fan of D'Angelo Russell, but I didn't want him to get snubbed. Um, I don't like that Tobias Harris got snubbed. He is now, no, yeah, the the Clippers have really fell in the ranks. I think they were, like, number one <laughs> about six weeks ago. Now they're fighting for their playoff lives in eighth like the eighth spot, but I think Tobias Harris should have definitely, somebody on the Clippers, because the Clippers are exceeding expectations this year, I think Tobias Harris should have been an all-star. But, again, I am very happy that that D'Angelo Russell made it, even though it did come at Victor Oladipo getting hurt. Uh, I hope for a speedy recovery from him. He's another Maryland native, so... I wish I wish him nothing but the best, but I, again, I do like that D'Angelo Russell got an all-star nod, and I think everybody that made it, except for maybe LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, it was good. And I really, really like what the NBA did with adding two roster spots for Dirk Nowinski and D-Wade. Uh, now, we all know that this is D-Wade's last year, and everybody pretty much can see the writing on the wall that this is this is Dirt Nowinski's last year. So it's really cool that on their last year they get to go out they get to go out and uh be all stars. It was really funny. I saw a tweet that uh <laughs> I know Paul Pierce is salty they didn't do this for him. <laughs> and then they said Draymond Green must have been right when Draymond Green said they don't love you like that. But that was that was just funny, but yeah, that's that's how I feel about All Star. Um, biggest disappointment in the NFL this year. Biggest disappointment in the NFL this year. Um. Uh, biggest disappointment in the NFL. The Giants. No, 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 not the Giants. The Jaguars. I'm a Redskins fan, so 
forget the Giants. The Jaguars. Coming off of an AFC championship, I thought that they were a couple pieces or a couple of plays away from being in the Super Bowl. Now, do I would I read up on Blake Bortles? Hell no. Blake Bortles still sucks, but I got to give credit where credit is due. I thought that the Jaguars, who've been historically bad for years, would make the leap in at least, at least contend for a championship. I didn't think they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. I knew that Blake Bortles would come back to life, but I thought that the defense would carry them kind of like how they carried them last year. But what we saw was the defense gets tired of doing that when you know that you're your only hope. When when Blake Bortles is your quarterback, you're already shooting way behind the eight ball. And then you have Leonard Fournette goes out. You don't have a number one. You lose your number one uh, receiver, Alan Hearns, to the Cowboys. So you don't have really a number one receiver. The, the defense knows. And the defense got tired and tired toward the end of the season. And they really hadn't, like, they didn't really, they couldn't really, they weren't playing for anything. Because they knew they sucked. They were, they will be a lottery team. Well, a lottery team. They will be a top five or top ten. Um, oh, they don't because I think they lost their pick in a trade. So. That that's the biggest disappointment is the Jaguars. I thought they'd be a little better than that, a little better. Um, who is winning the NCAA national championship? North Carolina. Next, all right, no. Um, North Carolina has a shot to me. They have really good talent with Kobe White. Uh, Nasir Little has really come into form. Luke May has been good. Our uh. Our front court has been a lot better than I thought it would be. And defensively, we're still a really good team. It's just we need to – there's some games, like like when we played Gonzaga, we had, we were clicking on all cylinders. We, we look like a national championship caliber team. And then we go out and play Louisville and get smacked by 21 at home. Then we turn back around, go to Louisville, and beat them pretty soundly so i think we're a little too inconsistent i really are but i really do <laughs> i really do but who i think i don't I, and i'm not just saying this because i'm a north carolina fan but i don't think that duke will win the national championship that's because they're or so they have they're great they're a really good I'm, i don't even think they're a great team they have four really good four or five really good players. Three of which are definitely getting picked up top 10 in the draft, which is Zion Williamson, RJ Baird, and Cam Reddish. Trey Jones is probably getting picked up in the top 15. So that's four players getting picked up. But outside of that, they still are, are terrible at shooting the ball, shooting threes. They're still terrible at, um, free throw and they're still really spotty on defense their best defender is their best on ball defender is uh trey jones and zion just sends everything at the rim but 
like we've seen against a couple teams, or like we've seen against Gonzaga, they can be beat. And I think they will be beat. Not just that, I'm, I'm not taking them shots at, at Duke. I, they still have, again, four of the top 15 players. And Coach Shefty, Coach K is still arguably top five coaches of all time, but I don't think they'll win. So I think North Carolina has a shot. Uh, Duke has a shot, of course. I mean, I don't think they'll win. Uh, mm. It's tough, though, man. I think it's wide open this year. I don't think, except for, no, I don't think there's a really dominant team. I, at, at one point, I thought Michigan can do it, but they they've lost twice already. Gonzaga looked good, and they're not they don't look too good right now. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know to be honest with you. I really don't know. Thanks for the question though. Um, favorite memory playing college basketball. All right. So for people that don't know, or for people that haven't been listening to the podcast, I did play college basketball. I played college basketball for Voorhees College. Uh, Shouts out to the Voorhees Tigers. I believe right now they're 14 and 5. Shouts out to them. I wasn't. No, I was the greatest player on the team, nigga. (laughs) Uh, I'm joking. But, um, favorite, favorite memory playing college basketball? Just the road trips, man. We were a really close team. Um, we were a really close team. We had we were led by Gerard Brown. Our, unfortunately, he passed away since we've graduated. But we were led by Gerard Brown and Denzel Bolden. Uh, we had great players in <sighs> Bomac. We had great players in. Vince, old man Vince, great young talent and Peanut. We had Greg, uh, Gaps Greg, who had the long, had the biggest quiet Leonard hands of all time. We had Jamarcus, who did not linky as did nothing but shoot mid range, but he was one of the best mid range shooters I've ever seen. I played with Bean. I played with Marcus Hogan who is the only person I can put on my level <laughs> at three-point shooting. I was a three-point shooter, guys. So, you know, that was me. Uh, played with one of my closest friends at the time, CJ. He was, me and CJ were always roommates uh, on road trips. He's a great, great dude, great coach. Um, he coaches, I think, I don't, I don't know, middle school or high school, but he coaches right now. I think his team just won, too, so shout out to him. Shout out to my man Anthony Holman. He, uh, I think he's overseas right now. So shouts out to him. He's been pursuing his dream, man. It's just the memories, just the memories. If I forgot some, forgot somebody, I, I didn't forget you. Oh, BJ, BJ. See, I, I love my man's BJ, man, because BJ was the first player or first person that I was introduced to when I got there. Now, yes, I knew a couple players. I knew um one of the players because we went to high school together. But BJ was the first person, as crazy as he is, to um to to you know take me in. So I I I have much love for BJ. Um, you got Smook, uh, Mardravius. Uh, 
you got this it's just this is a huge team man we had a we had a large large team we had uh snoop <laughs> yeah we had some crazy nicknames we had dez oh man my man dez shouts out to him he has a beautiful daughter right now shouts out to dez we had um bruiser who actually played and played against north carolina he got transferred but he plays north carolina he has a great family right now so shouts out to boozer um Oh man, and shouts out to Coach, man. Coach Derek Mitchell. I will always have love for Coach Mitchell, man. He he gave me a shot. Um he gave me a shot that nobody else would give me. Uh I wasn't the greatest hell. I mean, I only played a year and a half of high school basketball. I broke my ankle one or fractured my ankle badly one year, and then the next year, uh I had to I had to work because I couldn't afford college. I didn't know what the hell we were gonna do. So I couldn't hoop. And when I got a call from Voorhees saying they would like me to come up, um, the coach, the first coach to actually call me, surprisingly, he registered me, but they didn't let me play. Or they didn't even let me um, practice with the team. I don't know. They didn't let all the registers practice with the team. So that was weird to me, but it is what it is. Next year, I got cut um, because he brought like four scholarship players in and he cut me. And then Coach Derek Mitchell came, and I I remember I <laughs> I hit him up on IG like, yo, I can't wait to play for you and everything, and there you had it. So shouts out! I have much love and respect for Coach Der- Coach Mitchell and uh, Assistant Coach Tav. Man, my memories, my greatest memories is just just being with the team. Uh, I you know waking up at five in the morning every day. No. Being at the gym by five in the morning to do weights, and then we had practice, and then we had individuals, and then we had another practice, and then we had another individuals. Man, I, I lived in the gym. If you ask anybody that I, I played with, I lived in the gym, and I just I, I wasn't the best player, but you weren't gonna outwork me. That was always my motto. So my greatest memory is just being with the team. We all had different personalities. We all came from different walks of life, and within that, we became brothers. All It was about 15, 16 of us. We all became brothers, so that's my favorite memory. Um, favorite shoe you own? First of all, shouts out. I think he'll be able to. I can say his name. Shouts out to Mike. He listens to the podcast. He knows that, I, I, I and he knows me. <laughs> He knows that I, I love shoes. Um, that's tough, though, man. I have so many pairs of shoes. It's not even funny. Um, I don't. I don't know. It might be the Concords, uh, Jordan Elevens. It might be the Varsity Red, not the not the infrared. The Varsity Red Jordan Sixes, the UNC Jordan Sixes. Them Jones are smooth. Um, and I have, I, I love, and I guess this is the DC in me, but I love phone posits. I have so many phone posits, it's not even funny. Um, so I really don't know my favorite shoe. I have, a, I, I, have a, I have a lot of them, a lot of them, but thanks for the question. Uh, why do you love sports so much, and why did you start a podcast? Well, sports has been in my life forever. 
I've always played sports. Uh, I played t-ball when I was younger in Bowie, Maryland. Shouts out to y'all. Um, I played football one year in Waldorf, Maryland, the St. Charles Bears. Shouts out. We could, we made it all the way to the championship and lost. We were undefeated to the championship and lost. Talk about heartbreak. <laughs> and then I played basketball for most most about no I played basketball my whole life um it wasn't really easy growing up for me uh, I guess it's a little personal uh this wasn't easy growing up for me but uh basketball and sports as as a whole was always my safe haven and growing up I just never lost the love for it you know um I've always I always watch for people that know me I'm, I'm always doing something in sports whether it's watching it whether it's going to a game, whether it's talking about it, I just love sports. I, hell, my TV's on in the in, in the background, and I got the herd on one channel, and there's another TV on over there. You know, you know, big balling, <laughs> and I got I got ESPN, so I'm always on sports. And I started a podcast. I wanted to start a podcast for a Brit. I was just being lazy as hell, and procrastinating, procrastination, procrastinating like hell, until one day I was like, man, fuck it, let's do it. And I just got up and did it, and I love it. I I love talking into this mic, um, and uh, I'm gonna keep it going until God tells me otherwise. So yeah. Um. Thanks for all these questions again. I got two more questions, and I'm gonna get out of here. This one's been running a little long. Um. Midseason basketball awards. Well, it's a little past the midseason. It's almost All Star break, but. I'm just go by this fast. MVP, uh, I got to give it to James Harden. Before his historic month of January, I would have given given it to Giannis, but he James Harden deserves it. James Harden became like the third player ever to, and and the streak is still going too. To score thirty or more points, like he, I think he's at like twenty five games or twenty six games right now of straight 30 plus points. He's had a couple 50 point games in there. So in fact, a couple 50, I think it was like 57 and 58 point games. So, and some of those are triple doubles too. So he, I had to give it to, and he's walking away with it too. So like he's, he, he, he took it and is running. So give it to James Harden, defensive player of the year. I'll give it to Paul George right now. He is, Leaps and bounds, the best defensive player on the Thunder. And he leads the league in steals right now. Uh, and a lot that he does, you just have to watch the game to see. You know, he's he's always in the right places. He takes a lot of charges. He forces the offense into things he doesn't want to, into areas and spots they don't want to be in. So I give it to Paul George for the, who's and Paul George also in my MVP conversation, but I give a defensive play of the year, uh, most improved play of the year, uh, Pascal Siakam from from the Toronto Raptors. Yo, last year he couldn't dribble. Now this man is starting to break. Now this man is 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 breaking people down. He's hitting he's hitting uh, turnarounds. He's hitting spin moves. Like he is he's he's a tough person to to trade on Toronto, and that's that's saying something, yo. Like. Pascal is is hooping like it's nobody's business. Like, shouts out to him. He is, to me, the most improved player in the league right now. 
um, rookie of the year. I mean, Luca's running away with it, and that kind of goes back to the one question, the uh, All Star question. He 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 had more All Star votes than I think James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant. So, you know, and it's not just the fan. Like he's he's hooping. In fact, he's so good. I forgot who the other. <laughs> Who the other rookies were? I had, I had to really like, oh shoot, Dan, you know DeAndre Ayton is a rookie, Marvin Bagley is a rookie, like I forgot about. It. He's he's been that good, and that, you know, shouts out to them. There's not they're not terrible or anything. I'm just Luca Luca has run away with that. Um, and coach of the year, uh, I'm have to go with uh, was it Mike Malone? Yeah, Mike Malone of the of the. Mm. Mike Malone of the Utah uh, Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry. Mike Malone has the Denver Nuggets right now in the number one spot in the East. I mean the West. The same West as the Golden State Warriors, might I add you. The, what he's been able to do with Jokic and Gary Harris, who's injured, and Will Barton, who was injured most of the season, and Jamal Murray and Wilson Chandler. He has, and Paul Millsap, he has Denver a very good contender for the for the uh championship now of course you can also give it to you know mike budenholzer uh for what he's done with the uh what he's done with the bucks but i would have to give it to mike malone actually yeah i would have to give it to mike malone because i th- i also um. I also, I don't know, man. Now that I think about it, <laughs> now that I really think about it, I might, I might give it to Mike Budenholzer. Because while Denver is a great team, while Denver's a great team, I have to look at. Nobody thought that the Mil- the Milwaukee Bucks would have the best record in the league, not just in the East, in the league. And, he, and, and look at their team. Outside of Giannis, he's had Eric Bledsoe playing like an all-star. He's had, uh, that man has Brooke Lopez, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Big man, Brooke Lopez. He, 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 he's, uh, Michael, uh, Malcolm Brogdon's about to be in the 50-40-90 club. Like, yeah, I'm about to change my mind, man. That's Mike Budenholzer. So, as a rap, MVP, James Harden, defensive player of the year. I have Paul George. Most improved player of the year, I have uh, Pascal, Pascal Siakam. Rookie of the year, I have Luka Doncic. And coach of the year, I have Mike Budenholzer. So, those are my bits. And the last question. <sighs> what other podcasts do you listen to? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Other podcasts I listen to a couple, man. Uh, I guess this is my shouts out. Shouts out to all these people that I listen to. I listen to uh surprisingly, I don't listen to that many sports podcasts. I, I like to I do listen to sports podcasts, don't get me wrong. But I like to expand my horizon, uh and uh, you know, listen to different things and um just learn how to do I'm like I said, this is episode thirty one. I'm still fresh in this podcast world. So I'm still trying to, you know, learn how to, you know, flow from topic to topic, learning how to 
you know, keep the audience engaged and excited and stuff like that. So I'm just learning. But I listen to people. I listen to the Joe Budden podcast every Wednesday and and Saturday. Shouts out to them. I listen to my boy Mike's podcast, uh, Carrying the Pot. That's the podcast I was on a couple of days ago. So go check him out. Um, I listen to uh, Congratulations with Chris uh, Diella, Diella, something. Congratulations from him. Like that. That's what the the podcast is called. Congratulations. So I listen to him. Uh, Former Simpson and Buckets. For people that you know are are big sneaker people, you know they're what they do on YouTube. They have a podcast, the un unnamed podcast that comes out every Tuesday. I listen to them. Uh, some sports podcasts I listen to. I listen to uh, through the wire sometimes. That's a House of Hoops podcast. Um, damn. Oh, the Low Post podcast. Bumani Jones podcast. I just listen to I listen to a plethora of podcasts. So I listen to the Vince Carter and um, Vince Carter and Kent Bazemore podcast. I listen to the JJ Reddick podcast. I listen to Bill Simmons podcast. I listen to the NBA show. You know, I just listen to all different types of podcasts. So you know, I just I expand my horizon. So um, yeah. That's what that's that's what I do. And um that's it. <laughs> that is it. Again, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Believe it or not, this is the first podcast I've done in 2019. So this is sort of a milestone, I guess. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys that are still here after I, it was it was scary going away for a month cuz I understand how the lexicon of podcasting goes. I understand how people's attention span. Oh, shoot, I haven't heard you for a minute. You know, I'm not about to come back. I appreciate the people that ask me where I'm at, uh, ask me what this episode is going to be about. There's going to be really big things in 2019, man. I'm going to have guests on my show. In fact, shall I, uh, watch, watch out for the next uh, few weeks. I'm definitely going to have guests on my show, interviews. Um... I'm just doing big things, man. So I appreciate the people that's still rocking with me. I appreciate the people that listen today. Uh, this is the Unpopular Podcast. And until next week, much love. You good, T-Money? Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit, the real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit, the bitly is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get, I do not store powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish, I roll with some fiends, I love them to death, I got a few mil, but not all of them rich, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke, what good is first class if my niggas can't that's my next mission, that's why I can't quit Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips Just put the rolly right back on my wrist This watch came from Drizzy, he gave me a gift Back when the rap game was praying like this To act like two legends cannot coexist But I never beef with a nigga for nothing If I smoke a rapper, it's gonna be legit It won't be for clout, it won't be for fame It won't be cause my shit ain't selling the same It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers It won't be